So this evening, we are going to be talking about why women struggle to lose weight, okay? And not just weight, because we can drop weight. Weight is just a thing. It's a gravitational pull to the earth. We all have weight. Our hair is weight. Our ears are weight. Our eyebrows, nails, you know, everything is a weight. However, as females, we do struggle to lose body fat. And it's not because you are weak-willed, you're not strong enough, you're, you know, you're not trying hard enough, Okay, that might come into the equation slightly, only minutely, just a slight bit. But I want to give you a greater understanding of what actually happens to our bodies on a month-to-month basis. Because if you are aware of what happens, power to you. I wasn't aware for a very, very long time. And now I am. And the knowledge from learning about my menstrual cycle, learning about my period, learning about the hormones that are responsible for my period have given me such a greater understanding of my body. And I hope by watching this is going to give you a greater understanding of your body as well. Because being self-aware and understanding these phases that we go through each and every single month is going to allow us to not be so hard on ourselves, to be able to move through the motions and to be able to go through each and every single week, let's do weeks, not days, understanding what processes our bodies are going through, which I think is fundamentally important. And so this evening, we are going to be talking about periods. Um, I came on and did a live over on this Facebook page, um, oh gosh, probably about two and a half months ago where I showed I shaved. I shared some really interesting facts about our periods um, and our hormones and all of those sorts of things. And it was just really fun, chilled. This time, however, is going to be a little bit more serious with some better key points, better knowledge chip chips, mm. knowledge tips for you to actually apply and understand. So we are talking the menstrual cycle and fat loss this evening. And with our menstrual cycle... It varies. And I just want to kind of put it out there right now that when I'm talking about the menstrual cycle right now and what I'm about to delve into on a deeper level with you all and what we're about to discuss is based upon a pre-menopausal woman that is moderately active, you know, just a pre-menopausal woman that has a regular period and that has a regular or somewhat irregular menstrual cycle. I'm going to be delving into PCOS and um, endometriosis over the next couple of weeks as well and discussing my learnings and everything that I have been um, teaching myself over... My cat's jumping over the fence. Over the last six months. And please, if you do have any questions pop them in the comments below and I'll get back to them at the end of this session. Anything that you want to be clarified, things like that, um, send me through an email if you don't feel comfortable talking on the live post. So basically, fat loss is a hell of a lot harder for women than it is for men. And I can speak for like from experience here as well, that With Jason, normally when we go to begin something, I'll kind of have a chat with him and we'll go, okay, let's do this together. And we start our healthy eating journey if we've had a really shitty weekend where we've drunk too much wine and we've probably ordered Uber Eats. And 
who else does that? And then on Monday, it's like, okay, let's go. And so we start our regimented eating, going back into our normal healthy habits. And what I have found is that he always, always, without, and I'm sure you could probably relate to this with a male in your life, that they see results almost instantaneously within a couple of weeks, within two to three weeks. Whereas for me, it takes me four to six weeks, even possibly sometimes longer to actually see results from what I'm doing, from the exercise that I'm doing, from the eating that I'm doing, from the movement outside of exercise, from the water I'm drinking, from all of these things. It always seems to take me a little bit longer to see any form of results than what it does for him. And there are reasons for that. So physiologically, men have more muscle mass than what females do. And having more muscle mass means that they are in a greater advantage to be able to burn energy more during the course of a day outside of just exercising. Okay, so that is why I am so adamant in preaching the message of women resistance training, weight training, because we need to build that lean muscle mass. Because by building that lean muscle mass, we are at a greater advantage to be able to lose body fat and to be able to be more productive with our energy expenditure over the day. So muscle mass does matter. And that is why men find it easier to see results from probably doing not as much or maybe even a little bit little. So I've got all my notes here ready to read through with you guys. So that is one core fundamental reason why fat loss is harder for females. Another reason is we were actually meant to keep the human race alive, okay? We were literally meant to keep the human race alive for reproductive purposes, going back thousands and thousands of years here. But we have weight loss resistance resistance purely due to psychological factors as well. Because we are, as women, we have the reproductive organs and the hormones to reproduce. We bear children and we carry children. And so inside of us, is this deep ingrained embedded factor from hundreds and millions of thousands of years ago that we need to stay in a safe place, a safe weight, so that if we do fall pregnant, we are able to, and this is obviously generally speaking, that if we were to fall pregnant, that we are we have the body and we have the fat and we have everything that we need to be able to produce and reproduce a human which I find quite interesting. And another physiological factor as well is our menstrual cycle, which is what we're about to delve into. So as well as that, women actually burn less calories, okay, compared to men. That's obviously taking into account the muscle mass as well. But women tend to burn less calories, even during exercise. So for example, if I was to go and train with Jason, and we were to do a workout together, he would actually burn more calories in a 60-minute window 
than I would. And it would probably mean that I would have to go on to train for another 30 minutes to be able to match what he has burnt during the space of a session. So women actually tend to burn less calories than men. So there are three phases that I'm going to be talking about when it comes to our menstrual cycle. And you know, everyone's period is different. Everyone's menstrual cycle is different. Some, um, some menstrual cycles can vary from, you know, 28 days to 21 days to 31 days. Um, for me, my menstrual cycle is roughly between the 28 to 30 day phase. And now I am educated and I've learned about this. Excuse me. It's really powerful to be able to recognize how my body changes over that space of 28 days, which is what? Three weeks, four weeks. (laughs) Maths is a really good strong point for me. So over the space of four weeks, my body changes and it changes every single month. And there is absolutely nothing, unfortunately, that I have been able to do to control that because naturally that is what my body is going to do. So we have got the follicular phase, of our menstrual cycle, we have the ovulation phase of our menstrual cycle, and we have the luteal phase of our menstrual cycle as well. So your body responds differently to all three phases, okay? The body responds differently to every single phase that we go through when it comes to our menstrual cycle. And that is what we are gonna delve into a little bit deeper here. And hopefully you might be able to, at the end of this, have a look at your menstrual cycle If you're currently on your period or if you're about to come onto your period, pay attention to it. Have a look at what's going on. Have a look at what's going on to your body and maybe even take notes um, on your phone, in a journal, in a notepad to actually see the physical changes. I have taken a photo every single week for the last four weeks. I haven't done anything drastically different. I have been doing exactly the same thing. I've been training the same amount. I've been eating the same foods and the way my body changes is just just crazy. And I'm sure yours does too, okay? So the main hormones that play a massive role in our menstrual cycle are estrogen and progesterone, okay? And estrogen in the fitness world can actually sometimes get a really bad rap, but What it can do, okay, what estrogen is responsible for, not on a hormonal level, but it can in fact reduce appetite and it can also increase fat burning, okay? So I'm going to be talking about when estrogen is in our menstrual cycle and when progesterone is in our menstrual cycle as well. So progesterone is the one that causes increased hunger and um, activates those cravings, those those cravings for like carbs, oh my cat just scared me, carbs and sugar and things like that. And it's really fascinating, okay? So obviously this is going to be a short live and it's, um, if you would like to discuss this with me further, I would more than be happy to chat with you. So what I want to talk about is from day zero. So when our period ends, Okay, let's talk. I'm going to go through the beginning of the menstrual cycle right the way through to the very end of the of the menstrual cycle. 
It's menstrual cycle. It sounds so strange when you keep on saying it over and over and over again, doesn't it? So the first part, so from zero to 14 days is when we are in our follicular. Look, I'm going to show you here. It's a beautiful diagram. So from where am I? I'm going to flip. So at this point here, from day zero, this is when we're at our follicular. Okay, this is when our estrogen levels are rising and they are high. And remember, estrogen is responsible for a reduced appetite. It's also responsible for increased fat burning. In this part, and this is where it's amazing because I've been paying attention to it, I am now currently in my follicular phase. I have just finished my period two days ago, and so now I'm in this follicular phase, and I feel good. I feel focused, I feel ready, I feel strong, I feel leaner. Because right now, in this follicular phase, we have a great insulin sensitivity, okay? So what happens right now is we have a better utilization of carbohydrates. So obviously monitoring, not monitoring, but eating if you're eating healthy, if you're eating nutritiously, if you're following the feel good naked and you're applying the principles of your proteins, your carbs, your fats, and we're eating healthy and nutritious foods, now is the time where our body is going to respond to them at a greater level based on our hormones. So we've also got those elevated estrogen levels, which also means that we have got an increase in energy almost, okay? So now is the perfect time to really put, if, if you're training, if you're exercising, if you're resistance training, if you're running, in this follicular phase, it is the prime time to be really pushing hard. It's the prime time to be going, okay, let's go and get some PBs. Let's go and run 10Ks. Let's go and do this. Let's go and do that. It is absolutely fascinating, okay? So it is right now in this follicular phase where we feel at our greatest. After the first maybe 24 hours of you ending your previous period, it is now where it is the greatest time for us actually to begin and start something new. If you're kind of teetering on the edge of, you know, wanting to start a diet or wanting to start a lifestyle change, there is actually a perfect time for it. And that time is as soon as you finish your period. And I know it sounds really fucking weird and it sounds a little bit blasé, but now is the perfect time. So for me, I am in this follicular phase and right now it is the best time for me to regain my training, to make sure that I am eating. If I'm not doing that consistently and I'm wanting to begin something, track it in with your period, okay? And after this, you're going to know and understand how to do that. So as well as obviously being in this phase and having these great estrogen levels and feeling awesome and... Um, being able to have a higher output. Some key things that you wanna maybe take on board here is to keep your protein levels consistent, okay? So keeping those protein levels consistent are absolutely key, but also looking at increasing your carbohydrate during this period because our body, when when we have insulin sensitivity, it means that the when, when we're consuming carbohydrates, the glycogen levels, um, your your glycogen is literally just going and taking all of those nutrients from those carbohydrates and using them effectively, okay? So 
Next up, we obviously have ovulation, which is going to be in the second stage. So as I said, there's three stages. Ovulation is of the second stage, and that is after zero to 14 days. This is where we are at our most fertile, okay? That is when obviously our egg has detached, it's released, it's sitting, it's ready. If we're planning on having babies and we're in that core point of having sex, doing the deed, during this time as well is when you will probably feel your most sexy, okay? And I discussed this a few weeks ago and now I can see that is kind of true because during my follicular phase, I feel good. Like I feel like, yeah, like I'm feeling leaner, my body's back in action and I'm feeling good. And during our ovulation phases, we are, as women, I'm going to revert back to our ancestry here and us being responsible for keeping the whole human race alive. You know how in the animal kingdom, and it's going to be sound a bit weird, okay, but bear with me, guys. In the animal kingdom, when mating season begins, women, oh, I was like on a David Attenborough thing. Um, women, like let's, let's go for peacocks, for example, and they flash and they fluffle their feathers and um, they, they're, they're getting all like fluffy and they're like, yay, 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 because they know that they're ovulating. They're having those signs of being ready for sex. They are having those signs saying, mate with me, mate with me. I've got an egg and I want you to impregnate that egg. Okay. And as females, although we're not going around flopping our feathers and da, 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 there was a psychological study taken place and it was taken place in a cafe, okay, or in a restaurant setting. And basically what they did was they tracked the waitress's um, menstrual cycles and at what point they were menstruating, and what point they were ovulating. And they went via their tips, okay, and this was done over... I think it was about a four month, four month period. Okay. So they tracked this study for four months and it was actually proven. Okay. Over that four month period that when the waitresses were ovulating, they tended to be a bit more nicer. We tended to be a bit more like, oh, okay, you know, and a little bit more flirty, maybe not so much saying like, you know, come on, but we literally, we, they, saw in black and white that during their phases of ovulation as they were being tracked their tips slightly increased so the same can apply to us because we are females and we are going through that ovulation stage where our egg is being ready we might find that we are a little bit more horny we might find that we are more turned on that we're more sexually active around that time because our hormones are saying hey yeah come on like, I've got something that needs to happen, and that might be the case. It might not be the case for you. But during this time of ovulation, we are almost, as well, feeling our strongest. So we are feeling our strongest. We are peaking at our estrogen levels right now, but we are also prone to injury at this time. So at that 14-day mark, when our ovulation has started, we are prone to injury and that could be from training it could be from if you if you're doing that heavy training in your follicular phase and then you're coming into your ovulation and you're still going really heavy and you're still going really strong and you're trying to go for another extra two three k's in your run 
that's the time of the month where you can be more prone to hurting yourself. So it's really wise just to listen to your body a little bit more and to understand that this is a time where you can go at your heaviest and you can go at your peak but just to be mindful of your recovery, to be mindful of making sure that you are taking those active steps to recover afterwards, that you're taking adequate rest days, that you're not training seven days a week, okay? Um, and I'll talk more about overtraining a little bit later. So at this time as well, when we're ovulating, is where we find that our cravings start to increase, where we are craving those carbohydrates, where we're craving the sugar, where, you know, all of that good eating for two and a half weeks has kind of just gone a little bit. It's still up there, but it's starting to peak down because there's something in the back of your brain that's going, I just need something sweet. I need something salty. And when you're aware of this, you can factor that in. Okay, so when you're aware that, okay, during my menstrual cycle, when I'm ovulating, I'm going to be feeling like I am craving more sugars. I'm going to be craving more sweets. I'm going to be craving more, more things that are sweet and salty and crunchy. And so if you're a meal planner, if you're planning out your meals for you and your family at the, end, at the beginning of the week, take into account your hormones, okay? Take into account your cycle and factor that in. Okay, so you are not restricting. The biggest thing that I preach and the biggest thing that I talk about is not restricting, okay? Because as soon as you restrict and you don't have anything, you binge, right? So factor those th things in. Maybe for the first 14 days when you're going for your follicular phase, you're not gonna wanna have chocolate. You're not gonna ha wanna have chips. You're not gonna ha wanna have the, the takeaway and the things like that. But understand that maybe towards the end of the month, you're probably going to. And so it's important to factor those things in to your week so you're not restricting and you go, okay, for the first two weeks, I'm probably going to have, you know, lower calories or, you know, I'm going to be a bit more mindful. I'm going to have more proteins. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because towards the end of the month, this is when I'm going to start to need and want those things. And it's going to play mind games with you. And then we go into the luteal phase, okay? So this is the time in when we are either coming on our period, um, we're about to release our egg if it hasn't been fertilized and we are going to start, this sounds really fucked up, but we're going to start our bleed, okay? So we're going to start bleeding. This is the luteal phase of our menstrual cycle. And I find that the days leading up to me actually coming on my period and being aware of it is actually um, really powerful because on those weeks and those days, well, not weeks, on those days where I literally, like, I feel fat, okay? I do. I feel chunky. I feel bloated. I feel gross. I now know that there's a reason for it. It's not because I'm a lazy bitch. It's not because I haven't eaten the right things. It's not because I haven't walked enough. It isn't because I'm not exercising enough. It's not because of X, Y, and Z. It is literally to do with my hormones, Okay, and so in that week leading up to me about to come onto my period, I have fluid retention. I feel more bloated. I feel lethargic. I don't have much energy. I literally feel like my mindset is just going and I don't feel great. I don't feel great emotionally. I don't feel great mentally and I don't feel great physically. But now I know that at the end of the week, that is going to go away. And I'm going to find that I'm okay because I'm going back to step one. All right. I'm going back to day zero, day one. And this is because 
in our luteal phase, our progesterone levels are increasing. So we've gone from, here we go. We've gone from estrogen levels rising all the way up here to ovulation to really, really quickly coming down all the way to the bottom. And then we've got another slight peak here and then we're coming back down. And this is when our progesterone increases. This is when our progesterone levels are high. It's when we start to feel gross. It's where the hardest part of our menstrual cycle begins. It's where those PMS symptoms are coming in, where you feel grouchy, you feel shitty, you feel like you want to kill your partner. You literally feel angry. You don't feel good. You're looking in the mirror and you don't like what you're seeing because we have fluid retention, because we are becoming bloated, because our body is preparing us to release. Okay. And that's why in those first few weeks as well. So if, you, if you've gone through your menstrual cycle and your um, egg has been fertilized in those first few weeks of pregnancy, in that two to three to four to five weeks, for many of us, we can feel extremely bloated because our progesterone levels are still increasing because that's what's increasing during those first few weeks of pregnancy. We feel really bloated. We feel lethargic. We feel moody. We feel tired. We feel sleepy. We're taking naps in the afternoon, which we never did before. That's because of our progesterone levels. So from all of that as well, you can really start to track. During my menstrual cycle, I can average on putting on anywhere between one kilo to four kilos over the space of just a month, okay? I can literally vary month to month on my weight. And that is why it is not ideal to measure what you are doing by standing on a scale. Because every single week, that number is going to change depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle. Depending it, if you're at the beginning, right now, I'm back to what I call my normal weight, okay? I am back down to, I've just finished my period two days ago. I'm now at what I feel is like my normal. And I know I'm going to feel fucking awesome for the next two and a half weeks. I'm going to want to train with my crop top on. I'm going to be feeling great. And then ovulation is going to come. I'm going to feeling a little bit sexy. I'm going to be like, hey, Jason, come take me. And then I am going to go through this phase of being like, oh my God, I really want chocolate. I want to have pizza. The weekend's coming. Can we please get Uber Eats? I don't want to cook. I don't want to meal prep. I don't want to do anything. My energy levels are going to deplete. But now I am aware of that. And I hope now that you're aware of this as well, you'll be able to take that into consideration and not be so fucking hard on yourself. Okay? Because over the course of the month, just the month, and we have 12 months. And during our lifetime, we have hundreds of months, don't we? Our bodies change, especially when we're in this premenopausal stage of being, you know, from a teenager up until anywhere between, you know, your late 40s to 50s is when we start going into that menopausal stage. This is what we have to deal with for about 30 years. And understanding it is really powerful because you can track what you are doing with your menstrual cycle to understand that you're not a failure, to understand that, you know, you haven't just put on three kilos, even though you have been eating really well and you've been doing all your steps and you've been walking. It's more mindful to be able to track if you are going to track your weight by stepping on a scales, by doing it monthly, okay? 
by doing it monthly and just going, you know, okay, so for me, when does my period end? What's the date now? So the 11th. So for me, I would take my weight on the 11th of October and then I would take my weight again on the 11th of November and then I would take my weight again on the 11th of December, okay? And tracking it that way if you want to track your weight. Otherwise, as I've always said, taking your measurements, obviously being mindful that when you were doing it, when you were doing your midsection, when we're getting to that far end phase of your, um, your luteal phase of your menstrual cycle, we are going to have an increased, um, I've lost my words, eh. we're going to have an increase in that midsection because we're bloated, because we're holding on to fluid, because we are literally the people that keep the human race alive, okay? And that's pretty fucking awesome. And there are many ways that we can look at this and we can factor it in to your your life, okay? So obviously fat loss, as I said at the beginning, is going to be harder for women than it is for men. But there are some key and core things that you can do to help alleviate that. And that is to, yes, listen to your body, but also making sure that once you're aware of this and once you have this knowledge inside your brain, that when you begin to get on track and you begin to start, you know, eating more nutritiously and we're not restricting, but we're not overeating, we're not binging, okay? When we start to be a little bit more mindful with what we're putting in our mouth and how we're moving our bodies, and you're getting into that halfway point, into that week before your period, and you're just feeling like a lazy motherfucker, because I do, I definitely do, and I did last week, 100%, but I know that that's gonna come to an end, and I know that when I have come off my period, I'm gonna be ready to go. So I take some rest days, I take it easy. Instead of heavy lifting and weight training, I go for a walk, or, I take some low-impact cardio instead to make sure that my body's feeling good, that I am still eating to nourish myself, but I'll counter in, you know, some cacao. I'll counter in cacao? What the fuck? Okay, I meant to say chocolate. No one wants cacao. I counter in some chocolate into my week. I make sure that I'm not restricting myself. If I want to have a glass of wine, I have a glass of wine. Because at the end of the day, it is about being healthy, okay? And it's about having that longevity and that quality of life that you want. Instead of having to always think about tracking your calories and, you know, making sure that you're training three, four, five, six times a day and all of that stuff. Because life is meant to be lived. It's not meant to be sat and thought about and, you know, thinking about how much weight you can lose. Obviously, it is important. It's really important to think healthy instead of thinking weight loss. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to think healthy and you're going to start acting healthy, uh, healthy, uh, by incorporating those, you know, the things that I'm teaching to you and having a variety of rainbows on your plate, increasing some vegetables, increasing fruit, and the weight loss will come. It will come with it. But don't think about that being the be-all and the end-all of what you're trying to do and what you're going to do. Make it about feeling good. Feeling good in your clothes, feeling good naked, literally just 
feeling good in your body instead of focusing on a number because that number is never going to be enough. Even when you get to that five kilo weight loss, you're going to want to use another couple more. And then it's going to be forever ending. And then you put on another couple of kilos and then it'll come down and blah, 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 blah. So let's focus on just feeling good for life, okay? That's probably my biggest, not the biggest, because the menstrual stuff is just fucking mind-blowing. But um, I, I challenge you. I love to make a challenge. But I do. I really, really encourage you to, through your next menstrual cycle, or even have a think about it now if you do track it, where would you be? Would you be, if you want to share it right now, would you be in your follicular? Would you be in your luteal? Would you be in your ovulation stage, whereabouts are you in your menstrual cycle now? And does anything of the things that I have kind of said relate to you? Does it, and I'm just having a look through the comments now and it does, it makes sense. And um, it's, it's awesome to see that it does because as women, these are the things that we are not taught in school. We're not taught about our menstrual cycles. We're taught that we have a period and the that's about as in-depth as it goes um and as we get older we start to question um why our bodies do certain things and we think that there's something wrong with us and possibly you know if what i am saying i'm I'm obviously discussing the premenopausal healthy women and i'll be talking more about pcos and endo in the next couple of weeks because that is a whole different kettle of fish um but it's it's very very powerful to understand this and your menstrual cycle is very important to your overall health, okay? And um, when I come on and talk about PCOS and endo, you have a great understanding of that as well. Because if you don't, I personally have not got PCOS and I do not have endometriosis, but I've worked with lots and lots of women who have. And the way it changes their life um, is just, it's, it's almost to a debilitating extent. And... There is not enough spoken about. There is not enough information out there about how they can, you know, successfully feel good about themselves because their body is actually kind of fighting against them to do that. Um, and being going through these cycles every single month, if we can learn about them and if we can adapt them into our lives and use them to our advantage, you're onto a winner. And you will honestly be able to understand your body a little bit more, um, understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, um, what your body needs at that time. And hopefully it, it literally puts the power back in your hands because knowledge is power. And now that you have this knowledge, I implore you to put it into your life. Look at it. Look at where you are. Look at how it affects you, and then you can plan around it because you know if you've got, you just can, and it's awesome. Like I don't feel like an absolute psycho anymore, um, because I'm having a week of feeling bloated and fat. I know that my that that's my baggy t-shirt and shorts week, and then at this point it's like okay, I can wear a tighter jumper because I'm feeling awesome, and. Thank you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, if you've got any questions, I'm just going to end the podcast now. And um, if you do have any questions, type them in below. I know there's a little bit of a delay here, but thank you for tuning in. And 